Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This 10th year of Daily Tech News Show is made possible by you, the listener. We could not do it without you. Thanks to all of you, including Miss Music Teacher James C. Smith and Miranda Janelle. Coming up on DTNS, be real and Wordle are over. Sorry to tell you, we'll explain. Plus, Jeff Dwoskin tells us how ChatGPT has changed his podcasting life. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, April 14th, 2023 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. Drawing the top tech stories from Cleveland, I'm Len Peralta. I'm the show's producer. Roger Chang. And I am very pleased to have the host of Classic Conversations, the podcast, and CEO of Stampede Social, Jeff Dwoskin. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, hey how are you? <laughs> I have I have had the honor of being on Classic Conversations, and it was very fun. So I'm so glad you, you came over to DTNS. I'm so glad to be here. That's episode 220 for anyone who wants to look it up. It's great. And the highlight of that episode was uh, me bringing up Tom's dad, Bill Merritt, who was not credited on his Wikipedia. But since we talked about it on our episode, I was able to go to Wikipedia, reference our conversation and get Bill Merritt the due for creating Coffee Mate. That's so. amazing. That's great. I'm glad that's in there now. Thank you for thank you for doing that. All right. Let's start today with the quick hits. Razer launched a $150 streaming deck called the Stream Controller X, powered by Loop Deck, with a slightly smaller but similar form factor to Elgato's Stream Deck MK2. The Stream Controller X has 15 LCD switchable key, uh, switch blade key buttons, rather, and a faceplate that users can swap around. Also lets users program multiple actions into one button by dragging them into the custom action editor. It's compatible with apps like Twitch and Adobe's Photoshop and Illustrator. Yeah. And it's totally different from the Stream Deck because the logo's underneath the keys. Mm. Uh, WhatsApp introduced new security measures to help prevent your account from getting hijacked. The next time you switch to a new phone, WhatsApp will send a prompt to the old device to verify that you indeed want to switch. It has also added a background device verification to stop attackers from using a stolen WhatsApp key to send unwanted messages. And key transparency lets you confirm if a chat is encrypted with just the QR code. You won't need to verify messages. 
message content with the recipient anymore. All three of these measures are rolling out right now, so you'll get them soon if you don't have them already. A new advocacy group for good faith security researchers called the Hacking Policy Council launched this week. Its founding members include BugCrowd, HackerOne, Google, Intel, Ingriti, and Luta Security. The group will lobby for changes to the European Union's Cyber Resilience Act, which requires disclosing vulnerabilities within 24 hours of discovery, even if no patch is available. China's Didi announced Friday that it plans to deploy its autonomous taxis 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week by 2025. Also showed off its concept car, Neuron, which has a robotic arm to load your luggage and hand you a glass of water. Didi also showed off autonomous maintenance bays. They can wash the car, charge them, check them out for issues, all without having to have a human around. And Didi announced its autonomous trucking business, CargoBot, reached $14.6 million in revenue in March. The Windows 11 beta preview released today includes a privacy setting for presence sensing, which lets an app detect when you're actively using a Windows powered device. The new privacy settings let you decide which apps get to use the feature. Presence sensing has positive uses, such as locking your device or speeding up authentication, extending battery life, but... You might not want every single app on your machine to collect that kind of data about you, so you have that option. Yeah, nice. Good ad. Good ad. All right, sad news in the land of people who like to play games and or use Spotify. Yeah, so have you heard? Uh, I don't know if it's a good word or not, but Spotify is closing down Hurdle. That's H-E-R-D-L-E. Mm. It's the music guessing game like Wordle. But instead of six tries to guess a five-letter word, it's six tries to guess a popular song. Now, when Spotify bought Hurdle last July, the company said it would remain free to play for everybody. You didn't have to be a Spotify subscriber. You didn't have to pay for the game. But it didn't really say it would keep working forever. <laughs> well, now nah, we kind of know what's going on here because mm-hmm. Hurdle will shut down on May 5th. Spotify says it wants to focus on music discovery in other areas. According to web analytics firm SimilarWeb, Hurdle peaked at 69 million monthly desktop and mobile web visits in March of 2022. It was it was hot. Had about 41 million around the time of the Spotify acquisition, so obviously it was dropping off, but still a lot of engagement. We don't know what the user numbers are now. Have to assume probably a lot less than that. So here's the question for the group. Is this a sign that Wordle-like game crazes are over, or just that Hurdle didn't prompt enough people to stream more Spotify tracks. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like it's the second one. That's what they wanted. They wanted people to use this to dis- as another discovery method, which is why they're saying we're going to focus on other things. Jeff, d- did you ever play Hurdle or Wordle or any of these? I played Wordle. It's one of those things where I hate played for a long, long time, you know, and then finally had to... It was, we had a family text and we would go three, two, one, you know, and, uh, the first time I got in two, I made a meme local man sells mm-hmm. Wordle in two, <laughs> nice. <laughs> made a big deal. But, um, <laughs> but at some point, like when the ones that are like, I can't even think of the right one, but it was like, oh, it's not funny. It's lummy or, you know, it's like different words, but all 50 words that all have the same, a uh, different first letter. And so it was just a guessing game. It would just frustrate me. I just, I couldn't do it. And Spotify, I can't do name that tune. So I'm not going to do that's hurdle. Well, so so Jeff, I am a Wordle. Uh, I'm a Stan. Uh, I play it every morning before I do anything else. Uh, my mom also does, and another friend of mine does, and we all 
we all sort of go like, okay, did you get it? How much did you get it in? Okay, now let's talk about what we used as our words. I am a very enthusiastic world user. Hurdle was very difficult for me. Tried it a couple times and I was like, I'm just not good at this. So it dropped off um, from my radar. But I like the idea of, you know, sort of the daily game. It just has to be part of your routine. If you don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy it. Hurdle was one of those things where I'm like, eh, it's just not for me. And I feel like Spotify probably felt that enough other people felt that way, especially since uh, Spotify is trying to, you know, throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall of getting people to, you know, pay for Spotify and stay within Spotify and have fun within Spotify when it comes to just, you know, something besides listening to a song here and there, making a playlist or, you know, listening to a new album. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think, I think the company probably said there's no real incentive for somebody who wants to play this game to be part of the rest of the Spotify experience of which it is, you know, ramping up all sorts of uh, new features. I mean, uh, they they hoped it would, but it didn't turn out to be that way. I, and and they're not telling us how many people are using it. But I bet there's some people in our audience who use Hurdle and are sad about this news. Sure. I say that because everybody covered this, like TechCrunch, Sarah Perez, The Verge, Game Developer, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, I mean, part of that is just because it's Spotify doing something, and they're such a big company in the entertainment space. But but also, I feel like there was a little Schadenfreude of people who are like, even if they didn't play Hurdle, they were sad that Spotify was ending it. Because I totally get what you're, you're saying about you know this this wasn't working for them. They hoped it would drive discovery. It didn't. So no, they shouldn't have to keep operating it. But even if there's only one million people still using it, um, that's a lot of people to to suddenly let down. Like, I wish there was another way. I wish they could like open source it or you know, well, you know, give it to pass it along to a foundation or sell it off to somebody. I don't know. I think what it's missing is maybe the community. Like Sarah mentioned, how mm. she does the Wordle thing with her family. It's a it's an event. You know, maybe the the name the. The hurdle just didn't have that, and so you know it just loses its muster after after a while. I mean, and maybe there's qu- more people who like the idea of it than actually like playing right. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say like I'm the best wordle player ever, but like I'm pretty good at it. When it comes to music, I feel like I'm pretty well versed in music. It just it it wasn't the same game, but it was it was based on the same idea. So I think Spotify saying, eh, fewer and fewer people are using this um, and having fun with it. And that is not driving people to then go to the full track, right? Like, let's say you win Hurdle. The idea is that you you figure out the track. So it's like, maybe you would like to go into Spotify and uh, use that track to create a playlist or all sorts of fun things that Spotify wants you to do. And and I think a lot of people are probably like, I, just, I was just playing a game for like five minutes. And, you know, if that that is if that's not going to retain users, which you obviously want to do, then you put your resources elsewhere. Yeah, I think a lot of people are using this as a signal that Spotify is, you know, short on cash. Like they're, they're even killing hurdle. Uh, and I, I don't know that it really means that. Uh, yeah. They've, they've added a lot of other discovery things like smart shuffle and that TikTok style feed and stuff so that they are still trying things i don't think this means they're desperate didn't they just kill their clubhouse too they their did though yeah. they Last did kill month. that too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know spotify is also I don't you think know that was they... terribly successful either really 
They had a, you know, redesigned mobile app recently with discovery feeds and, you know, they're trying out Smart Shuffle that helps people with playlist recommendations, uh, po- uh, podcast autoplay options, an AI DJ um, that's supposed to learn what you mm. like over time and give you more recommendations, you know, based on AI. It's all very... Let's try things out. Let's see what people like. Let's that's see what bad. retains users. Yeah. Well, they, that's they, not just, bad at all. Just because they try things and they don't work doesn't mean that they don't know what they're doing. Doesn't mean they no, do. No, no, God bless them. But, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Would you, Sarah? Would you get the same songs as I would get on a given day? <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. Um, I would guess not, just because I have weird music tastes. But so then, who so knows? then the competition between us is missing, which is something that. Wordle kind of has built. Yeah, because everybody's it. working off the exactly, same. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. Like music discovery is a very personal thing. It's not necessarily a fun, you know, game to, you know, play against others. Uh, well, here's another thing that's over. Be real. The New York Times has an article titled They're Over Being Real. Uh, if you haven't run across it, Be Real is an app that leans into authenticity. Once a day, it prompts everyone at the same time to post a picture of what they're doing right then. It gives you two minutes to do it. Now, you can still post late. It doesn't stop you if you miss the two-minute window. It'll just mark the post as being however many minutes or hours late uh, you were when you finally posted. When the next prompt comes... All the previous day's posts are cleared out and you only see the current one. You're living in the moment. It had huge uptake and then it got stale. Sensor Tower says downloads of Be Real have been falling since September. Aptopia says daily use dropped 61% between October and March. And the problem seems to be that while we say we want authenticity, reality is just a bunch of pictures of people sitting at their laptops. Uh, not as compelling uh, for the consumer or for the poster. Uh, Jeff, I'm not sure. Have you used Be Real? I haven't, but my my kids have. I, okay. To me, it never really made sense. It's kind of the opposite of what social media is. <laughs> it, you go to social media to be someone else, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess yes that's what no. it was. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I feel like... So much of, let's say, Instagram, just to use an example, you know, people saying, well, this isn't real life. And, you know, the, uh, people are, you know, uh, spinning some sort of a narrative that they're having much more fun, you know, in Costa Rica than they really are. And all the all the filters make everybody, uh, you know, not real. I love the be real, uh, you know, the incentive to be like, OK, curate your friends and family. Uh, or, you know, whoever you, you know, want to follow and want to follow you and just be yourself. I personally found it to be, you know, getting that notification when I just was, you know, in the middle of doing dishes or just otherwise like, oh, I don't want anybody to see me right now or even see what I'm doing. Um, that kind of turned me off uh, at the beginning. But Tom, I know that you were having fun with it and you you were enjoying the kind of uh, – non Instagram version of life that you were getting from it. Yeah. I, I love, I love the idea of like, let's not set it up. Uh, let, let's actually see what you're doing. And I did get to the point where if I was just sitting at my desk, I'd be like, well, I'm going to hold off and do it when I'm not at my desk. So it's not always a picture of my the desk. Same thing. I would do some yeah. things where like, oh, in 15 minutes, I'm going to be do, doing something more interesting. I'll be at a concert or a baseball game. And, and I would tweak it that way. But I think that was still in the spirit of like, you're still 
not setting up the moment. You're not Instagramming. You're you're mm-hmm. like, this is actually what I'm up to. And you don't have to you don't have to put on filters and all that. And I did like that. And I like to see what other people were doing. Uh, my interest in it has been rejuvenated lately because Len Peralta just joined. Uh, so he's reacting to posts and I'm seeing new stuff from him. But actually, before Len joined, I was starting to just be like, okay, take my picture. And I wasn't looking at anybody else. It, it was starting to feel like a duty, you know, rather than, yeah, than something fun. Yeah. So I think the best thing that came out of it is the Saturday Night Live skit mm-hmm. <laughs> making fun of, of Be Real. It was uh, really, really funny. And what annoyed <laughs> me also about Be Real is when TikTok tried to copy it and put a kind of a Be Real thing into their app because i'm like oh i don't i just don't need this <laughs> i don't but i mean need- but isn't that always the way it goes right jeff like if tiktok's well, like huh be real seems to be popular with people let's just build this functionality into the app that is already popular and that has worked for the the bigger company you know in a lot of circumstances and maybe that's what this is Oh, no, I get that. I just met me personally. I was like, oh, I don't need to deal with this. <laughs> it was like forced upon me as well. I, I purposely hadn't gotten the Be Real. I, you know, my daughters had it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're right. I mean, all the apps kind of, uh, kind of uh, chase after each other when something's popular. But, yeah. yeah, I think, Tom, you made a good point of like, well, I, I kind of always sitting at my desk. I don't want it to just be the same old monotonous thing. So there's that. I mean, that's reality, right? For a lot of us, <laughs> depending sure. on the time of day. I'm not really going to be doing anything too crazy. I'm not going to be on a roller coaster or whatever. I'm going to be sitting here, uh, you know, working um, or otherwise not doing anything super interesting. But also the, the, I don't know, I guess, I guess for me, notifications on my phone, sometimes I need them. Most of the time I do not because uh, they're invasive. I don't want to be tapped on the shoulder to be like, do this thing. If I don't have to do it for work, I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just busy looking at my Be Real. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Ozawa is at the dentist, apparently. Uh, Anthony Carboni is playing with his dog. So they're not all pictures of people at, at their laptops, you know. No, that's, that's no. Good. And that's, yeah. I mean, that is, it's great to be real. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, you kind of, you have to, you I'm have just, to buy into it I'm and just, say, I'm doing this. I'm just wondering if this is not the next wave of social media, as a lot of people thought. Uh, what is or should be real be changing and if it changes can it stay authentic or does it have to like spice things up and is it still being real i'm curious where it goes from here hey folks uh fighting misinformation online is a big deal a lot of people talking about it. a lot of people wondering how they can do it well we've got five ways you can do it in tom's top five i'm breaking down the top five things you need to know about technology every week and this week it's top five ways to fight misinformation go get it at our youtube channel youtube.com slash daily tech news show Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. 
Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. AI tools are moving into the optimization phase. Less about they exist, oh my gosh, and, and more about, okay, what can we do with these? One example of that trend is the launch of the first open source instruction following large language model for commercial use. On Wednesday, Databricks released Dolly 2.0, which is confusing with Dolly, the image generator. This one is D-O-L-L-Y, and it's a text generator. Dolly 2.0 is open source, meaning you don't have to pay for an API. The training data was all crowdsourced from Databricks employees, so you know where it came from. That training data has been released under a Creative Commons license so that you can go take it and do other things with it if you want. You've got the license to do that. Everybody signed up. They know it's in there. Also on Wednesday, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman told an audience at an MIT event, I think we're at the end of an era where it's going to be these giant models and we'll just start making them better in other ways. He, he compared it to the gigahertz race of the early part of the computer era. He's like, we're not looking at the numbers anymore. We're looking at the uses. That's why he said they haven't even begun training GPT-5 yet. There's just lots to do on GPT-4. And there's lots of room for other projects outside of OpenAI like Dolly 2.0. Now that's the high level view what about practical uses? What are actual people doing with these artificial people? Uh, Jeff is using generative AI in his productions. Jeff, how is this helping you? I love ChatGPT. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's really the greatest thing ever. But what I use it for, or I think like a lot of times where you're watching these uh, tutorials and stuff like that, it's like, uh, just go and ask it. Give me five topics for my podcast. You know, it's like, that's, to me, that's not the right way to use it. Like, don't don't ask for it to give you back generic stuff. What it, I think it's great for and what I use it for a lot is helping me improve the stuff that I create. You know, so I'm a big fan of, you know, we still have to we still have to use our brains yeah, and right. our creativity uh, that, that we were blessed with. And so but we all can use a little help. Right. So you can you anyone can proofread something, do anything. So like with my podcast, for example, what I'll do is I'll write my show notes. I'll take notes on all the different points that I want people to understand occurred in this particular uh, episode. And then what I do is then I created a prompt and I'll take that to ChatGPT and I'll say, hey, master copywriter, I need a few things from you. You know, so take what I wrote and SEO optimize it for Tom Merritt or whatever the episode is. Right. And then rewrite these bullet points 
uh, for that. And I'll give them some Do you just say SEO optimize it and, and that's good enough? You, you, I say, like I would say, uh, um, SEO optimize it. Like, so one I just did was for John Billings. He's uh-huh. a Bates player for the monkeys. So I'll say SEO optimize it for John Billings and the monkeys. So I'll give uh-huh, it some okay. things to pivot on. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. those are the things I think. But it understands do. SEO. You don't have to say, make this show up in a search engine or get all verbose about it. Yes, it'll it'll write it so it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's helpful for those tools. And then I say, all right, now that you have that information, you know, provide me three versions of a killer summary that'll pull someone in, you know? And I usually ask for more versions that I'm going to use because- mm-hmm. Yeah, some are better than others, and some have ideas. Uh, they scatter the ideas across. So I think that's good- a really good point about these tools: is that uh, it's not the only, it's not the first response that's the best. They'll have different responses, even with the same prompts. Yes, and the great thing to do is one of the tools that I learned later is that when you build out, if you write something out and you generate it, and you're like, mm, don't necessarily reply to that the response to go, Hey, can you try it again? But Uh with less verbs, Uh don't do that. (laughs) You go to the original prompt and there's like a little edit button, which I didn't Uh realize was there for a while. And you edit the original one and then Uh just have it regenerate it. That way it doesn't start to get confused with what are you referring to and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can just go right back to the source. And then, but I also, I have it do the summaries and then I say, create, um, in my WordPress, it has a SEO thing where it's like 160, character description and like a 60 character title so i say Uh make me three of each of those i say provide me five great tweets that you know highlight the guest and end with listen Mm -hmm. here and i'll Mm -hmm. insert a url so it'll kind of format it that way then i'll say give me some title suggestions (laughs) it's not very clever with title suggestions it's always uh the tech news today colon tom merrick (laughs) it's like i even no matter how much i try to tell it not to do that that's all it can do. We get and our title was, suggestions from the audience. So what you're saying is the audience is safe. They will not be replaced by ChatGPT. The, the audience Good. is not going to be replaced by AI. You know, then I'll be like, hey, give me some hashtags. And I tell it how to give it to me. So I can just copy and paste it into my first comment and, and Instagram. And I say, add these. I want you to just add these, but don't count them in the 10. You know, and then give me a couple just teasers I can use on LinkedIn or Facebook and stuff like that. So then I have like this whole variety of what I wrote. But then it rewrites it and makes it better. And a lot of times it comes up with kind of tweaks on it. And sometimes it comes up with an, an analysis and pulls out something that, um, you know, uh, I didn't necessarily think of. Or, I, uh-huh. you know, or like, oh, that is a theme. I didn't even, you know, because sometimes you're just too it much. It recognizes things. Yeah, that's interesting. Does it ever well, it add did- things that weren't there? <laughs> it does. It does. I actually had to. I, it's funny you say that. In the thing I write. Please cover cover all topics mentioned in the info provided, but please do not make up any facts. Please just stick to the facts provided. Because <laughs> sometimes I, I did something once where I was like, "Hey, write this." Oh, I was like, "Here's how to log into Facebook." It was for something else, and it started to add way more information than I had given it. And I was like, "Whoa!" Because it probably just had been trained on it, so it, it knew about it. But like it, you know, the interesting thing is, if you don't like the results, you just say regenerate again. And it's like, it's one of those, it's like the butterfly effect type thing. Mm-hmm. Some, all these different things change it and it impacts even if you're just regenerated a second later. It's like you get completely different response. So it's cool. Those are good tips. Though that, that, that there's, I, I picked up a couple of things just now uh, that, yeah. that I didn't realize you could do. I mean, I feel like uh, this is not unlike the way that we as humans collaborate on DTNS rundowns every day, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Sarah writes something. But maybe I kind of know a little bit more about the topic or I, I know where I want to go with it. 
So just give me a place to 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 jump off of, mm-hmm. um, and then we can check each other's work. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. Like I, I'll write something. I did this today. I was like, look at this question. I don't think it's very good, but I bet you could make it better because you just need a second pair of eyes exactly. or, or a second pair of AI brains. So exactly. The, the other thing I started doing is like, if you take, um, take the title you have and say, is this title any good? And then just put in the title and it'll say, yeah, I think that's pretty good. It explains that this is who it's about and it should be compelling enough and punctual wow. and all the punctuality is correct. Punctual. Uh, you know, and so it's, you know, there's like all those kind of little things. So I think if you look at chat GPT as your, it's kind of like your little, you know, a little assistant, your little buddy, friendly assistant, um, yeah, mm-hmm. friendly assistant, but not it's, the guy that clubby, comes up with the ideas. Good. Right. Yeah. If, right. right. I mean, sometimes it's just, uh, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but most of the times it's not. So, uh, you know, if I'm saying that's like, e- that's how humans are too. I know. You know, you might say, well, thank you, Sarah, but no thanks. I'm not going to use your (laughs) suggestion. But you know what? I appreciate your input. Right. It's just like anything. If it, like, gets a certain angle that it wants to take, and they're like, that's not the angle I want to (laughs) take. You know, you have to kind of go back and kind of, like, say, all right, focus it on this or something like that. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's... But overall, though, it's I think it's extremely helpful. There's just some, so many different ways you can. Another kind of way is like if I'm emailing someone at like a sales email, and let's say Tom hasn't responded to me in fifty times, I'll put like the emails that I've sent, and I'll say Tom hasn't responded to me like for months. Can you rewrite this email? <laughs> and knowing that, and to me to try and get his attention again, and then yeah. it'll rewrite it so that you can create a follow up that I has, really uh, apologize for not. Yeah, responding. well, I know. I just I didn't mean to call you out live <laughs> yeah, on your no. show, but yeah. <laughs> but it was a good example. So. <laughs> um, well, a good example of something that you might want is the Asus ROG Phone Seven, mm-hmm. which is a gaming phone available for pre order now in Europe, starting at nine hundred ninety nine euros or thirteen ninety nine euros for the ultimate version. You might say, okay, well, what is this? Both versions have a six point seven eight inch screen with a one hundred sixty five hertz refresh rate. They run on Snapdragon eight Gen two processors with a six thousand milliamp battery. Both have some fun gaming features like vapor chamber cooling, a boron nitride thermal compound to cool the CPU. The ultimate version has more RAM storage and increased thermoelectric cooling with the AeroActive Cooler 7 accessory that can lower the temperature of the surface of the device as much as 25 degrees, so pretty significant. But Andy Boxall over at Digital Trends points out that the video and audio quality make it a great multimedia phone as well. Has two front-facing speakers, and in the ultimate version, the cooling accessory also includes a subwoofer. He also raved about Snapdragon Sound and Dirac Virtuo's signal, digital signal processing, which makes headphone audio sound great. And the ROG Phone Seven also has a headphone jack. Ah, you just sold it to like a dozen people in the audience. I know. I saved best for last. <laughs> headphone jack. Yeah, I, I liked this review because it. A a gaming headphone has an audience. I know that, but it's not a huge one. But if if you look at this and be like, oh, for for watching, you know, uh, videos, watching YouTube, maybe even Mm -hmm. movies if you're on a plane because you you don't want to take up a lot of space, stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, that sounds like a pretty decent phone. Good job, Asus. Also, good job, Len Peralta. You have been illustrating today's show. You went high concept today. I like this. Explain uh, what you drew today. Sure thing. Well, first, you know, it's it's been a very sad week. 
Uh, and this only added to the sadness, uh, knowing that I just joined Be Real last week, and it's being done. <laughs> We're already talking about it being over. Yes, it's uh, not done. I don't know. It's, it's not I, done. You, know, you Spotify, can revi- it. Spotify Killing Hurdle, which is, I do that every night with Wordle and also Framed. Um, but also the biggest, the saddest news of this week, of course, is that uh, Mad Magazine uh, artist uh, Al Jaffe mm. passed away at age 102. I don't know how much... Uh, uh, Mad Magazine has been influential on my life, probably a lot. Uh, so this afternoon, I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to do a Mad Fold-In in honor of of, uh, of Al Jaffe, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, this is a DTNS Fold-In. Um, it actually does work. So uh, if you want to know what the answer is and what see the fold-in, uh, you're just going to have to go. I'm not going to give anything out here. You're going to have to go Explain the fold-in if, if somebody's never, never run sure into thing. it because it's a fun so, concept. So the fold-in is something that happened on the back of Mad Magazine. Al Jaffe was the creator of it. Basically, it was a response to the center fold in Playboy. Instead of folding out, you fold it in. And when you fold it in, you got a totally new piece of art. Uh, with also a joke in there, which is really amazing. So uh, the fact that I pulled this together in two hours is just sort of kind of crazy. But I if love you that it actually <laughs> folds, too. That's great. <laughs> if you want to see the answer, uh, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Len, where you will get this image immediately just for joining and becoming backing me at the DTNS lover level. You can also go the old-fashioned way, purchase it. Uh, from my online store, you can fold it over that way or order a print from me, and I will pre-fold it for you, and uh, you can see what Ooh, the answer pre-folded is. pre-folded by Len. <laughs> or no, I don't want to take the fun out of it. I won't pre-fold it. You can fold it on your own and see what it is. But uh, but check it out. Thank you so much. It's over at LenPeraltaStore.com. Good stuff, as always, Len. Also good stuff from you, Jeff Dwoskin. So nice to have you on the show today. Let folks know where they can keep up with your work. Uh, you can keep up with me at... Uh Classic Conversations. That's my podcast. You can get it on, uh, there it is. Uh, Jeffisfunny.com is the uh, website. Also, classic-conversations.com. You can listen to me talk to famous people like Lou Grant, Tom Merritt, Burt Ward, if you like pop culture. If you like uh, the Orville, you guys like the Orville. I had a few people from there on. That's, uh, you know, just all across the board. A lot of fun things. Um, Yeah. Well, we are so glad to have you on with us today. Uh, We also want to thank a brand new boss that we got over the last week. It was a little bit of a slow week for Patreon, but Russ is our new patron. Russ Russ just started backing us on Patreon. Thank you, Russ. Good to have you. Yeah, be like Russ. Join in the Patreon. You get a bunch of cool extra stuff. You get some stuff early. You get editor's desks from me. uh, And patrons get the extended show Good Day Internet. It's Friday, so we're going to have a little fun on Good Day Internet and do a Roger Tech Quiz. This one will test our panelists' knowledge of the intersection of music and social media from YouTube to TikTok. So please stick around, (laughs) patrons, to join in on the fun. It will be fun. I'm just not good at this. Uh, Okay, but yes. That's the fun. (laughs) Well, yeah, when you win, Tom, that's fun for you. No, nobody wins. It's all about the fun. Well, somebody wins. Somebody has to win. Nobody That's has the to point. win. That's the point of a quiz. Uh, you can join the show live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 2000 UTC. That is when DTNS is live. Of course, you can always catch us after the fact, but we'd love to have you join us live if you can. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live is where to find out more about that. We will be back Monday with Justin Robert Young joining us. Have a great weekend, all. 
This week's episodes of Daily Tech News Show were created by the following people. Host, producer, and writer Tom Merritt. Host, producer, and writer Sarah Lane. Executive producer and booker Roger Chang. Producer, writer, and host Rich Straffolino. Video producer, Twitch producer Joe Kuntz. Technical producer Anthony Lemos. Spanish language host, writer, and producer Dan Campos. News host, writer, and producer Jen Cutter. Science correspondent Dr. Nikki Ackermans. Social media producer and moderator Zoe Detterding. Our moderators, Beatmaster, W. Scottus One, BioCow, Captain Kipper, Steve Paul Reese, Matthew J. Stevens, a.k.a. Gadget Virtuoso, and J.D. Galloway. Mod and video hosting by Dan Christensen. Music and art provided by Martin Bell, Dan Luters, Mustafa A., Acast, and Len Peralta. Live art performed by Len Peralta. Acast ad support from Tatiana Matias. Contributors for this week's shows include Justin Robert Young, Scott Johnson, and Patrick Norton. And our guests this week were Dr. Enrique Rayo and Jeff Dwoskin. And thanks to all the patrons who make the show possible. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Simon Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.